is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. I got my mind on you. I got my mind You know, we played Bono at the Sphere in Las Vegas at 6 a.m. We're going to play it again right before Monica Crowley at 8 a.m. I'm dying to see that U2 residency at the Sphere in Vegas. And he took uh, the song Pride, one of my favorite rock and roll songs ever, In the Name of Love, off of the great Unforgettable Fire album. And he switched the lyrics from the Martin Luther King assassination to what happened October 7th in Israel. And it is amazing. We're going to play it again at about um, 8.10, right before Crowley. Am I getting carried away, Lou? I found it to be, I got chills from it. What about you? Well, you are a, a, a uniquely big U2 fan. Yes, that's obviously. true. I mean, right, that's, right. since coming back to work with you, I've, I've uh, learned that more. I mean, I, I would uh, sleep with all four of them. The Edge, Larry Mullen Jr., Adam Clayton, Bono. I'm the most heterosexual guy you know, trust me. But I'd bang every member of the U2 band, did, all of them. Uh, did, no matter what the day was, no matter what Doesn't they, matter. how much Bono had Don't no care. whiskey or anything like just, that. No. Just whisper Angel of Harlem in my ear, and we're good to go. I didn't know you, you, you snored like that a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, if you turn a room to the left, you know, that's where the peace comes from, I think. Well, I was happy people. to hear another Irishman so um, fervent in his support for Israel. You know who's like that? Peter King. Peter King signs off every text he sends me. Like you would send, love you, MJ. I would do, love you, Danielle. Every text that Peter sends me, and he sends me a couple every day. You send them like that to me also. I do. I do. I do. I do love you. Love you much. And I mean that. Yeah. He signs off with F, and he spells out the word. It uh, sounds like suck. Hamas. Every text. I love Peter King. He is... Not just one of the two best politicians locally in my lifetime. Him and Giuliani, both on today, by the way. He's a good Irishman. I think, like, I've seen him in Shines a lot. Look, That's look, true. Yeah, he was a big Shines there. guy, he yes. Oh, they love him in Dublin, but they love him on Long Island, too. Homeland Security, all of it. My dear friend, Peter King. Pete, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, Sid. Thanks for the kind words. Let me just tell you a story about you, too. Back in 2001, about six weeks after 9-11, they did a concert in Madison Square Garden for the firefighters, and I was able to be backstage. It was great seeing Bono and all of them. Oh. And, here's the, and my son is a fanatical YouTube fan. I know. Sean loves all that. Sean loves them, loves the Pesh Mode. He loves that whole style of music. But then here's the thing. After listening to you backstage afterwards, a few of, the, you know, a few of those guys are walking around in their bathrobes. You could have got a hold of them. You know? No I mean, way. Uh, yes, absolutely. You would have loved it, Sid. I would have got naked. Nothing to me, but if you had been there, you would have Yeah, I would have gotten naked. You didn't get naked? Yeah. I was just there with my son and my wife, Rosemary. We yeah. were enjoying it. Watching Bono and, yeah. you know, with the firefighters and everything. But any of it. Who's bigger, who, who, who's bigger in Dublin? Is there anybody bigger than Bono? I guess not, right? He's as big as it gets? He's, yeah, I would say he definitely is. You know, Conor McGregor is there somewhere. But mainly I would say uh, Bono. Yeah. In fact, no. my son-in-law, uh, Bono, uh, I forget, uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, God. Uh, 
But he's going to, anyway, his name was Bono, but he worked at the local post office. And my son in law uh, grew up in W. Eustis. His last name was Eustis, I think. Oh, anyway. Yeah, it was. It is. Yeah. Now, was it? Is his last name. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, it's Bob or something. Office, you know, yeah. Behind the post, uh, behind the counter there. That's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, so I want to get back to uh, every yeah. text you send me, you end it with uh, FMAS. And look, I. You know, Lizzie Savetsky was in studio two days ago. I asked her flat out, what's more important to you, getting home the hostages or eliminating Hamas? And I said it can't be both. Even though we want it to be both, ideally, it can't be. My answer is, and I said again to Lizzie Savetsky last night, I want to eradicate Hamas. I've had enough of these pauses. Look, it makes my heart warm when I see these kids reunited with their families. And I'd be talking a lot differently, I admit it, if it was my kid. But it's not my kid. And when you're Netanyahu or Donald Trump or Peter King, you can't make decisions based on what if it was your kid. You make decisions based on the masses. And to me, thousands of Israelis and years and years of history take precedence over 200 innocent lives. I want to save the hostages, but these daily pauses, I think, are worse for Israel, and I would stop. What about you? Yes, listen, again, for my kids, somebody in my family, I'd be going crazy. Having said that, you can't allow hostages or prisoners of war to determine your fate. It's crazy. During World War II, during Vietnam, we were bombing the hell out of these countries, even though our POWs were there. I mean, you can't allow the other side to set the terms. Right now, Hamas is determining the fate of this war. They have deter- they, they launched this brutal, vicious attack. It's not an exchange of POWs. These are innocent kids who are killed. Others are taken hostage. People taken hostage. And we are, they are stopping the war to accommodate Hamas. And they, it drives me crazy. Like you have CNN or these TV stations, that somehow this shows how humanitarian Hamas is, that they're returning the kids that they grabbed as hostages in the first place after cutting the arms off their mothers and fathers. I mean, this is crazy. And they can drag this out forever. When is it going to end? Let's say they do keep releasing five or ten a day, whatever. Let's say there's 30 hostages left. If Hamas gives up those 30, then it's over for them. They know that. So is Israel not going to go in? Are they going to, Israel will have to go in, and somewhere along the line, hostages are going to be killed. I hate to sound like a hard-ass on it, but the survival of the country has to come first. You cannot allow the enemy dictate the terms right. of, of the battlefield. It's wrong. And the way they build it up, like somehow this is an exchange. It's like, you know, uh, the two sides got in a fight by accident. Right. Now we're trying to end that fight. Right. Right. And we're going to you know, bring everybody back home. And by the way, Pete, in the- with crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. 
And in this deal, which is a horrible deal, they get three of theirs back for one of ours. Ours are innocent women, children, and men. Theirs are prisoners. They're prisoners because they may be 12 years old, but they're terrorists. They've killed people. So this is an unbelievably bad deal, bad deal for the Israelis. I know why Netanyahu had to do it. He's under pressure from Biden. So I don't know if you were listening yesterday, and Israel, if you were listening yesterday to Michael Goodwin on this show, great writer, New York Post, but he's a Democrat, okay? And uh, he, he is critical of Biden, but not, not nearly critical enough. So I say, listen to me, Mike, he's complicit. Oh, no, that, now you've gone over the line. That is way too much. I go, why? What do you mean? He has now been a part of two administrations, two, Obama and his own, that has loosened sanctions, loosened restrictions, given money to Iran. Did he not know 30 years ago that Iran was out to destroy America and Israel? So if he's giving them money and he's loosening restrictions, he is 1,000% complicit. He didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to have it. But I'm telling you, Peter King, I'm right. I disagree. Talk to Biden's powers. I think he's wrong. Complicit, though, implies that he knew what he was doing. And uh, Just hold on for a second on this. I've dealt with these people in Congress. They honestly believe that Iran can be brought around. Now, some of them are anti-American. Some of them are horrible. But there are other people. If you live with these people, you realize they actually believe. I'm sure there's people around uh, Biden right now who really don't care that much. But there's others who somehow think that if you bring Iran in, if you start trading with them, if you give them uh, – Money, if you uh, sign a nuclear deal, they're going to come around. So complicit means he intentionally wanted to help Iran at the, at the expense of the United States. I don't think he did. I think he was totally naive. There are people in the administration, there's no doubt, who, if you want to say complicit, they certainly are not pro-American. So, again, it's, to me, it's a matter of semantics. I don't think Biden intentionally wanted to help Iran at the expense of the United States. But that's the only logical answer to what he was doing. Or the only Wait, so, 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 so listen, so I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Goodwin, yeah. okay? Yeah. Did Biden not know? And I'm going back to Reagan. Uh, Jimmy Carter, his wife, was just buried yesterday when they took right. our hostages. Did Biden not know that Iran, the biggest terrorist state in the world, wanted to destroy for decades America and Israel? Because if he knew that, that piece of information, he's complicit. That's it. But he thinks he can bring them around. They think this. Well, totally who cares what he thinks? He may have thought that, but he was wrong. Oh, he was totally wrong. So he funded the war. He helped fund the war. He may, yeah, he may have had great. Listen, I know Nixon had his China. Obama wanted to have his Cuba. His interests may have been, uh, it may have been good. He, he may have had a, a good heart when it came to it. But the truth is, he slept with the enemy, and the enemy attacked our people. Therefore, he's guilty. If you want to define complicit in saying that he should have known what he was doing, yes, he was complicit. I just don't think he intentionally wanted to hurt the United States or help okay. Iran. I think he was okay. totally naive. But, again, it's really semantics. This policy was wrong, wrong from the start, continually wrong. These people deny reality. And the reality is Iran is an evil, evil state. They, by the way, they have the largest terrorist force here in the United States right now. Hezbollah is the most sophisticated terrorist force in the world, and there are many of them in the United States that have been here. Before the migrants and everything else, yep. they have been here, yep. in place. Our people know that, but hopefully we're watching them. I, I don't know if we're watching the uh, way we used to, when, you know, when Ray Kelly was the commissioner, or when Bill Bratton was the commissioner, uh, or uh, even when, you know, when uh, Bush was president, when Trump was president, we were watching them. I don't know if we are right now. Yeah. And that is, that, is, that is my real concern. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, listen, and to your credit, Peter, I I keep bringing this up. You went to Congress a couple of months ago before these attacks in Israel, and you said, folks, folks, let's not keep our eye off of ISIS and al-Qaeda. You said it, to your credit, months and months ago, and it turns out, Peter King, you're 1,000% right on the way out. So I had yeah. dinner last night, and you heard those stories. So Michael Kemper was there. I love Mike Kemper. I'm sorry I do. Not because he's Jewish. He is Jewish. Most decorated Jew with the NYBD. But he's a tough guy. And when he says to me last night, we're going to make sure these pro-Palestinian animals don't F up the tree lighting, I believe him. But what would you do differently if, if you were still in politics? When these people were marching in the streets, which is bad enough, but then actually blocking traffic, which is illegal, Manhattan Bridge, Brooklyn Bridge, what would you do? Something needs to be done. There are no repercussions. I I would tell the cops, get them out of there, do whatever has to be done. And the cops could do it if they were allowed to do it. Their hands are tied, but they have to be allowed to do it. Also, let me straighten one thing out with Curtis Sliwa. I did grow up around the corner from James Conn. I didn't know him. He was he was a few years older than me. And I lived on the street. We had 1,000 people, you know, an early apartment house living on one street. The kids on 44th Street hardly ever went to 43rd Street and vice versa. That's so many kids on your own block. That's where you hung out. But uh, no, I didn't know James Conn. Uh, I know of him now, but at the time, uh, he was just one of those guys, you know, living around the corner. That's and, awesome. Uh, I'm going to see you. Famous as Curtis no, of course not. I'm going to see you next week. I'm looking forward to it. I um, Terrific. Yeah, I love you. I'm happy you had a nice Thanksgiving. You were great again today, and we'll do this again next week. How does that sound? Let me wish my daughter, my daughter Erin, a happy birthday. That's Jack's mother. Wish her a happy birthday. Wait, right. Oh, I know it's Jack's mother. It's her birthday today? Yes. God damn it, Alex. Sing happy birthday right now to Erin. Right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dear Aaron. Happy birthday to you. No, you have it, folks. A lot more. That's the highlight of our life. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you go. Uh, she's a sweet girl, and you're a great guy. We love you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pete. Okay, Next week. Happy birthday, Aaron. Nice job, Lou Rapino and Justin Ellis. We're going to leave that one off the <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever gets you out of here, uh, no, you know, no. smile on your face.